Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here. And this is episode 117 of this podcast. And as you know, last Tuesday, we finished up on the book of Job. Now, with spring being in the air and even don't don't look like it outside, first day of spring coming up sometime this month, um, God led me to go through through the book of Genesis and the Bible study and, and for us to learn what we God wants us to learn. Now, The first part of it we're going to be studying. <clears throat> we're going to study the whole book. But the first one we're going to study. I mean we're not going to do it all today. But the first one we're going to do today. Is chapters 1 through 11. Not sharing it all today. But for the next uh, 11 days. Or how far we get. But we will get to all 50 chapters. Just like we did Job. Okay. Many people think that Moses wrote Genesis. If he did, other people probably helped him. And if he did, he may have used some of the words of previous writers. The people who wrote Genesis wrote it in the ancient Hebrew language. The language is like a modern Hebrew language, which people speak in country Israel today the word Genesis means beginning so it's a beginning of something okay chapter 1 tells us that God did did in the beginning what God did in the beginning which we're going to study there were no people until God made them therefore no people saw what God did in the beginning after God shows to the people, what he had done, all the people wrote in the book. Peter, who lived at the same time as Jesus, tells us this. He is writing about the first part of the Bible, the Old Testament. He writes, Men whom the Holy Spirit guides spoke words for God, Second Peter one twenty one. That is true for the whole... For the whole Old Testament. Genesis is part of the Old Testament. So we know that people wrote Genesis. But it is also true. That words on Genesis came from God. In Genesis God tells us about himself. He tells us how he, how he deals with people. And he also tells us about men and women. And he tells us that many people were very wicked, but some people trust God and some people obeyed him. In the first chapter, which we're going to study, of Genesis, God tells us how he made everything. This is not a scientific study. God does not speak of scientists. 
He speaks to everyone. God shows to everyone what he has done. Okay? Now, there's something I want to deal with here. Before we get started. Okay? And this is what we are going to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, I want to deal with who wrote the book of Genesis. It says that Moses wrote it, but it also said it could have been Moses did write it, that he could have did it with other people. Okay. Now, I'm just uh, looking over my notes. I'm sorry we're wasting a little bit of uh, talking time, but I want to make sure we cover what we need to cover here. trying to see something here and and I just want to 
because I know it's going to be some confusing things here. So I'm just asking my computer a question here real quick, excuse me. Now, the majority of biblical scholars have attributed the authorship of Genesis to Moses, okay? But this was not gone without contest, especially from documentary hip and theories. Genesis is otherwise known as Beershif means estimate. Um, doc in estimate reading time. So it's believed that it's written by Moses, but then there's some scholars out there that um, who contest this don't believe it that way. Now, the Bible tells me when I look at it who wrote it, and I believe it was contested with and written by Moses, okay? But we wasn't there when it was wrote. The only one that knows it was there was God. And a lot of scholars believe it was Moses that wrote it. It could have been the help from um, records from the time that they had when King Ju King. Um, James was putting the Bible together because we know he uh, have had a help, and that's why we call it the King James Version. So they believe that it was Moses that put there, or they wouldn't have put it in there, King James. So if God was involved with creating that Bible for us, which I like to believe he was, and that when they were constructing it, that I believe Moses wrote it. Now I don't. I only went back because I didn't like the way the opening wrote here or the Bible study notes about that, and I wanted to take some time. And I know we had a little bit of a few minutes uh, downtime, but regardless who wrote it and who didn't wrote it, the message is still the same on how God created. The world, which we knew Genesis means beginning. Okay, so what we're going to do here, we're going to start our study in chapter 1. And we're going to look at, at verses 1 through 5. Verses 1 through 5, and then we'll go over it like we always do. Okay, it says, in the beginning, dear Heavenly Father, anoint this word, help us apply it to our lives, and use it for your glory, and let us teach it, and let us live it. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. It says, in the beginning, God created the sky and the earth. The earth had no shape, it was empty, 
The water were dark. God's spirit moved over the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. God separated the light from the, and darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning, and the first day. So here we talk about what God made in the first day. Okay? Day one. Because we know from our Sunday School 101, God created the earth in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. So we're going to be talking about for, uh, chapter one. I mean, the first... <clears throat> first five verses of chapter one. Now, verse one, which I'll reread. In the beginning, God created the sky and the earth. Okay, now, the sky and the earth means everything. God created everything that we know. Our atmosphere, our ozone, as they say we have, our clouds, um, the land, the water. Okay, the budget, okay. So God creates everything. He started to create everything. Alright? God made the sky and the earth. Without nothing. Before he did that, only God exists. Okay? Now, the second point here. When God came, there was nothing. It said it was a void. Which, when we get in verse 2, we'll see that. Okay? So, there was nothing here. Okay? We'll share back with that in a second. Then it says, before that, only God exists. In other words, where God was, where this earth was, or where he was standing, or where he was sitting in heaven... The earth didn't exist. Okay? It wasn't created yet. Alright? Only God existed. That's what the point is. So God created everything. But first, before it was here, it was only Him that existed. Okay? To create means to make something that is completely new. Alright? Now... How many people out there today, at the sound of my voice, maybe are inventors? Maybe they're artists. Maybe they're singers. Music writers. Maybe they're directors, movies. Maybe they're preachers that are making sermons and Bible studies from the Bible. We create these things as we live and as we go through our lives. Some things man create are bad. And some things that man create are good. But everything that God creates is good. Okay? And 
the point here is that God created something new. This, okay, and it is good. Now you're going to see that it is good throughout the whole six, seven days of creation. All right. <clears throat> this chapter uses the word create in only three verses. In verse 1, God created the sky and the earth. In verse 21, he created first the animals. And in verse 27, he created the people. So the first thing he did, we, he created, the word was used, created three times in this first chapter. Okay? And it says in verse 1, it's when he created a spot for the latter two things that needed you know first he created a land he created the earth then he created the animals some of that is for food and some of that was for enjoyment and he created us the people okay and verse 2 as I said we would get to that which we kind of did, said the earth, when God came, it said the earth, verse 2, the earth had no shape, it was empty, the waters were dark, God's merit moved on the waters, and then he said, let there be, okay, we'll go verse 3 then, so, when God came, it was lifeless, nothing was here, God created everything brand new, he started the creation with the earth, and the water, and the clouds, and the land, and, you know, and so on. Now, let's go back to verses 3 and 4. To, to do what they're saying here. And see what God wants to tell us here. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Okay. God made the light because it would be necessary later. Because he made plants. And plants cannot grow if there's no light. Okay. Now. Some plants actually do grow in darkness, like the poinsettias. They, they like a combination of darkness, and they like the combination of light. Now, the keep, and I don't remember from my horticulture days exactly right now, but there's a, a time of multiple days and I think it's before Christmas or before the plant time that plants are being eligible for sale. They actually get hung up in a closet in dark, total darkness because it's supposed to help generate the brightness and the colors of if I'm remembering right of 
the blossoms or the leaves, okay? So some plants actually do light darkness, but all plants need light, okay? So when God was creating this world, he said that it needed light. And there's a couple other ones that we're going to see why we need light too, not just the plants. So God created the light, okay? He spoke it into existence, okay? Later, he made the animals and man, okay? They cannot see if there is no light. Well, I mean, we can see, and some animals can see. I'm not kind of contradict the commentary here, but I just also want to point out that we can see, but we don't see as well at night. Especially if there's clouds over the moon. Okay? It's not as good. So to give us a good light of things, God created the light. Okay? And we'll learn more about those lights that he created as we go. Now, it's been said that animals see good in the light. Okay? In the darkness. But I'm sure they see easier in the day, too. Just like we do as it's saying okay now let's go back and read verse 5 it says that God called the light day and he called the darkness night and there was evening and there was morning it was the first day okay here we are coming towards the end of the first day okay God made the light now the story that is in this chapter has six parts. Okay. This verse is the end of the first part. Each part is called a day. Which I explained that to you already. Some people think that God made everything in six ordinary days. But the Hebrews word for day Occasionally means an age. Some people think that God made everything in six long periods of time. It could be. We don't have a lot of knowledge on that thing. On that. All it said that God made the earth in six days. Another way to look at it is this. The Hebrew calendar they talked about, there's three ways to look at. One, ordinary time days. Two, events of a Hebrew calendar. And three, the Bible tells us that a day to God is like a thousand years. So the God is not really expressing the timetable here. But so we can't really debate what God 
has in store. Okay? All we know that there was a six day or six periods of time. Meaning regular days. Or thousands of years, like 6,000 years. Or what the Hebrew calendar is. Okay? Now, I got to pull up some notes here again. And because I want to, you know, make sure we're getting what we need to get. Hallelujah. God is good and he's good all the time. I love God so much. Hallelujah. And I know I'm taking a lot of time on this, but, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be answered. So as we're going, we're going to take time to answer it. So later, there's not no questions. Give me a second. God is good and he's good all the time. Now, the church I represent, go to, and it says that the assemblies of God were very, the assemblies very clear speaks of literally six days of creation when it states in WCF 4.1. I don't know what that is. It pleases God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the manifestation of his eternal power, wisdom, and the beginning of creation. Okay. Now, the Catholics see as six days of creation recorded in, recorded in general as a, as a representative of the most estimate reading time. Okay. Now, did God create the world in the space of six days? Creation occurs a little more than 5,000 years 
in the past, not numerous ages. So there's proof that when we do start getting documentary on it, that there's only records up to 5,000 years in the past, innumerable ages, okay? Now, Long, the sixth day of creation also represents a longer period of time than 24 hours. It clearly does, as it clearly does in Genesis 2-4. The day that the Lord God made the earth and the heaven, according to, yeah. Because God decided, twenty, you know, a time, seasons, and stuff as we get into it. So... I see it myself personally as as days that things were made, okay? Like in days, like in six days. But we don't know how long those days were. We know that God created everything to work like on, because it gets so many hours, it's daylight, so many hours, it's nighttime, just like the Bible saying. So I believe God was working within the confines of his, of us, what he was, his plan and creation was, okay? And another thing, I talked about the Hebrew time and days. Well, people, when God created it, People, man, wasn't made there. But neither was the human calendar. But God made it, wanted to set, start a human calendar for us. Because he did. He said there's seasons and we'll get more into it in chapter 2. Okay? And it, I don't want to, be, you know, we can debate this a lot. But it seems like maybe God would want to work with his creation. And since we don't have the Hebrews, you know, his people and us wasn't created yet. It makes sense to me that these are six days, regardless how long the period was. Okay, because we don't know exactly what the period was. Because God didn't really tell us at the time. Now, he did break it down a little bit, I believe, in chapter 2, like they said here. Now... I'm sorry I'm giving you, I just want to make sure that when we're sharing this, that it's getting what, you know, there's no confusion, all right? So for the sake of time and what my fellowship believes, we're going to call them six days, okay? Now, So where are we here in this first thought? Well, we learned that God came. He was the only one that existed. He saw the spot. He wanted to create the earth and the land. He did so. He created light, gave us what we needed to see. 
and the plants need it and the animals need it and also to keep us warm because the light does help keep us warm and he gave us night two lights which we'll, we'll break down as we go into more of this chapter now and then he did it in six time periods which i believe was days because the Bible does use the word days. Okay. It says when it was says. He called the darkness night and the evening. And there was morning. It was the first day. So God is even laboring it as a day. Okay. Well pastor you're making this one kind of hard. No I just want to. You know, share what I believe and what the Bible believes too. But the Bible's got to come out and make sure what I believe and what I tell you is right. See, a minister's got a head job on him because a big job on him because we got to keep the word right because we're responsible for what we're teaching you. And let me tell you something, saints. Sometimes. You know, you feel like you got to dive in more to help you guys understand more. Because there is people out there that would take what you were talking about and say, oh, no, the Hebrews believe this. Oh, no, God. The Bible says a thousand years is a day like to God. And all these statements are true. But we also got to realize God says days. He didn't say years. He didn't say time periods. He said days. Okay. Now, I think we dealt with that okay. Let's go to verses 6 through 8. Okay. It says, after, the, after that, God said, let there be space in the middle of the water. Let's divide the water into two parts. Now, this is where... The earth is made, but it's got water on it, okay? And God made the space, which is land. There were waters above the space and waters under the space, and it was so. So God called the space sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, and there it was the second day. Now, this is talking about... The earth, it was created. He has the light. He has the darkness. The first day. Now it's talking about. A space in the middle. Of the water. So now there was water on this earth. Like there is water everywhere. Okay. But apparently there was water up in. The sky. Okay, because it says that God divided it, the waters, into two parts. Okay, the water, God made a space. Okay, and that space was what? 
Can you tell me? I know. You're listening to me. But can you tell me? God called that space he made the sky. So now what God took the water and created the sky. That means the stars, the clouds, and everything. Okay? Now, that was the second day. Okay? Now, this space is the sky or the atmosphere. The water above the space may be outer space. Okay? He is talking about different things. Now, it says it was the space in the middle. So there's water on the earth. There was water in the sky, and now there was water, like, higher. Okay? God moved it and made the sky. Okay? Didn't say what he did with the extra water, but it might have been burned down on the earth. Because we know we have oceans, we have lakes, we have rivers, and we're going to actually get into that more, too. Okay? This is where the sun and the stars are, above the other Thing. There's the sky, but above the sky, we know that the sun is in outer space, and the moon that gives us daylight is outer space. I mean, nighttime light is outer space, and that's where that water had to was replaced by all the planets and stars and stuff that we see, the Milky Way, okay? The water under the space of the sky are the seas. And at this time, as we go, we'll find out that the water and the land and stuff had to be moved around, just like God moved the water around now to make the sky and, the he and you know, on our space, which is our atmosphere, which is good for us to have because we need oxygen. And gravity. Okay. But. So right now. At this point. God created the earth. Created the light. Now he created the sky. And he. You know. Created our space. He didn't get to the sun and the moon yet. He created the light and the darkness. But he didn't create the sun and the moon. And you'll see at that time what I'm talking about when we get there. Okay. But he also created the sea. And the sea right now is all the way it looks and the way it's being explained to us in scripture. It's all in one place. Okay. So the land ain't receded yet. Okay. Now let's look at verses 9. Through 13. After that, God said, Let the waters that are under the sky come together into one place. 
let dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and he called the water that came together the seas. God saw that it was good. And God said, let, let the earth produce grass, let it produce plants that have seeds, let it produce trees that have fruit and seeds, let them be many different kinds and let it be so. The earth produces grasses, it produces plants that have seeds, it produces trees that have fruit and seeds. There were many different kinds, and God saw that it was good. And on the evening, and there was the morning, uh, it was the third day. Now, the next day starts, day three. God moves all the water to, to certain parts of the earth, and land came known as we know it today. Yeah, it was created the lakes, the sea, the ponds, um, the reservoirs, you know. And of course, over the years, man made <laughs> made their own sea bodies too. Uh, I mean, uh, water bodies like beaches and stuff. There's some beaches that people just made. But we're talking about today what God has made. Then he had the earth produce grasses and plants that had seeds. And why would God have that happen? Because he wanted this earth to be self-contained. Yes, God could have came ever so often and, and gave more trees that replaced the dying ones. But he chose to do it by trees dropping seeds, plants, dropping seeds, grasses, dropping seeds. So they would be in the ground, poured on with water, which the rain ain't here right now. We didn't talk about that. With sunlight, and it will grow into a tree, into more grass, and into more plants to give us more oxygen, which we do know trees give us oxygen, So, God is starting to do the landscaping for us. Okay? Now, I want to look at verses 14 through 19. And you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what did, we didn't go through all the verses one by one. Well, I believe we didn't because it got, no scriptures got to the point where verse 11 summed it up. Okay? Let's look at verses 14 through, 18, through 19. Okay? It says, After that, God said, Let there be light in the sky. Let them separate the day and night. Now, this is going to take time. Okay? They will mark seasons and days and years. Okay? And let these lights in the sky give lights to the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights. The large light ruled the day, and the smaller light ruled the night. God made the stars too. God put the lights in the sky 
so that gave light to the earth. He put them there that they can rule over the day and over the night. He put them there that they could they separately lights and darkness. And God saw that it was good. And this was evening and there was morning. It was the fourth day. Now on the fourth day, God, as we were talking about days and times, we're actually coming to it now. God had not yet made the animals or the people. Okay. Later, when he made them, they would need periods. Okay, of time. To rest. So God made the sun and the moon to divide the time into days, which we know as 24 hours. Which roughly we get 12 hours of daylight and roughly 12 hours of nighttime. And we know those to be two lights are the sun and the moon. Okay. And then they were put out in the space over the sky, which is space itself. And months and years. Okay. That's how we call by our days. If God took time for that to happen... Why can't we go to say that it was the six days wasn't a natural six days? We don't know for sure, but God is making sure that he's putting that in there as regular six days for us. Now, we roughly got like 13 minutes left. I don't know if we're going to be finishing this chapter this week or not. It was my hope too, but I... Like I said, I felt that we needed to um, we needed to deal with some of the stuff that it was talking about. So we will get on to when we get more done. But now we're going to go to day five, and that's verses twenty to twenty-three. Okay. And it says, after that, God said, let the waters produce many li living animals and, and let the birds fly in the sky above the earth. So God created the large animals in the sea. He created every animal that moved in the water. They were different kinds. He also created every bird that in wing. And God saw that it was good and God promised good things to them. He said, and have a large family to increase, that you may fill the sea and the sky. There was evening and there was morning on the fifth day. So now God made the, the birds and he made the fish and sea creatures on the fifth day. Okay. Okay. 
So let's look at verses 24 to 25. That was kind of self-explanatory. This is the start of the sixth day. After that, God said, let the earth produce living animals. Let them be made in different kinds. Let the earth produce tame animals, which I believe would be like dogs and cats and and stuff that are tame and good for, you know, to live with family. Let it produce animals that crawl, which is probably like crabs and um, different kinds of different, many different kinds of different animals. Let it produce wild animals, which is like lions, tigers, and bears, and and many different wild animals. Let them be in many different kinds. So there's different varieties. And it was so. And God made the wild animals. On the earth. He made the tame animals. And he made every crawl. That crawl on the ground. They were many different kinds. And God saw it was good. Okay. Now. If you notice here, it didn't say the end of the sixth day. <laughs> so verses 26 to 28, let's go there. Then God said, let the people who are image of us. So let us make people who are an image of us. Let them be similar to us and let them rule over the fish of the sea and rule over the birds of the air. And rule over the animals. And let them rule over the whole earth. Let them rule over every crawling animal. And crawl of the earth. So God created people. Who were image of himself. He created them. In the image of God. And. That fly in the air. Rule over living animals. That move on the earth. So God. Wanted someone now to live on the earth to maintain these animals, to look after them, to be rulers over them. Okay? And so that's what God created. He wanted to finish his creation. He, but he made humans be the dominant part of creation. Okay? Now, at this time, God created the dominant species. Now, people are in the image of God. This does not mean that the man's body is like God's. Okay? Man's body is like an animal, but man's spirit is like God. And, and God and all men can know God. Okay? God said, let us make people. He did not say, I will make people, perhaps, he said. 
us because he is three persons. He is the Father, he is the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is also one, but in more likely that this is not the reason. The Hebrew word means God. It's like a plural word, perhaps. That is why God calls himself we. Okay. But this was the first spot where he asked where the Trinity is discussed here. Okay. God created the people. He created means to make something that is completely new. Okay. God told the people to rule over the earth and the sea, the birds, and the animals. Therefore, we are responsible for the whole earth. We must look after it, and we must take care of it. This is part of our duty to God. So in a way, when we have these people saying we're destroying the earth, maybe we need to look into it a little bit more. And some people may be taking it a little bit more. But in other words, God put us responsible to take care of the earth here. You know, he don't want us to hunt something to all of extinction. Which there's a lot of animals that God created are extinct. Because people use them to... For selfish gain. But now there's generations... That probably even our generation haven't seen animals because of this. But God put us in charge to maintain the earth. That means we gotta, we take, if we take trees away, we should be putting trees back. A lot of people, a lot of farmers, a lot of, a lot of uh, people that work believe this. Because we need to maintain. Yeah, God's got a self thing with seeds be done but we gotta let them be born okay and we gotta be take care of the animals too you know so they exist only take what we need not a slaughter a whole general a whole breed of animals which unfortunately this earth has done and then sometimes people wonder why God's mad. You know, yeah, you're saying, yeah, well, God could recreate them. Yes, he could. But he's looking for us to take responsibility and take care of this earth. And we are going to be able to wrap it up. Let's look at verses 29. And we got like a little over five minutes left, so... I got to talk this one fast. Um, and in fact, I'm, I'm going to let you guys read verses 29 through 31 in your spare time. Because we got to do the closing too. Well, we'll read it. God said, look, I have given you every plant in the earth that produces seed. I have given you every tree that produces the fruit of the seed. They are your food. I give given all the green plants to the animals of the earth. 
I've given them to the birds to fly in the air. I have given them to the animals that crawl on the earth. I have given to everything that is alive, the plants, for air, for food. And it was so. And God saw everything he had made, and it was truly good. And that was the evening and the morning on the sixth day. Now, verses 29-30 dealt with God gave plants to people as food later. God gave animals to people as food too. And we'll find out in Genesis 9-3. But right now, he's given us plants to eat. That's why there's so many good plants to eat out there. Some people think you're crazy. Why are you eating the weed in your mouth? That's because it was something that God gave us that we could eat. God had got some plants that we could eat as food. And not just for us, but for animals. And some of those plants are berries and oranges and which are trees and apples. And then we got lettuce. We got all kinds of different things that are grown, can be grown wild and even now. Now, I mean, even fresh. Everything that was truly good in verse 31 himself, God said. But at that time, evil things came into the world. The devil, who is called Satan, persuaded men and women to do wrong in Genesis 3, 1 through 6. So God had a perfect thing, but then evil, which we'll, we'll deal with as we get there, because I'm going to do a little background when we get to that part, before we get to Genesis 3. But why evil came to this earth? But right now, everything is good at this point. Man hasn't been made yet. He said they should. Well, yeah, man was made. Now, in chapter 2, we're going to look into some of this stuff a little bit closer. Okay? But today, it was just like an introductional collection. Because we go into how Adam and Eve were made a little bit. And we go into the fruit and the thing and how God women was made. And, and how evil things started and... So we'll get we'll go into some scales of it, not all of it. But on that note, I thank you for joining me for God's Internet Church, episode one sixteen, I believe it is, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And we're gonna have a blessed day. We're gonna look at chapter two next Tuesday. On that note, join us when Friday. And I know I've been saying this, and it hasn't happened, but we got this Friday. The Bible study on the book of Proverbs will be back on Facebook Live. And and join us Sunday night live, our service on Sunday night live service online for God's Internet Church online service. And then join us next Tuesday for God's Internet Church podcast. And on that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Thank you for joining me. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, and we'll get to Genesis chapter 2 next week. God bless you, and have a blessed week.